Jesus at the table and we do, we come together. We engage with one another. We enjoy one another's company. We praise and worship. We take communion. We lift up his mighty name and we serve. We do both. We both sit at the table and we serve. And the question is this, if we, if you, if we are not sitting at the table with Jesus, are we really serving God? If we are not sitting at the table with Jesus, are we really serving God? If we are not enjoying fellowship with one another, growing in God, praying, being in church, we're not on roster, sitting in God's presence, being a Mary and not a Martha, committed to growth groups, committed to growing in relationship with Jesus and with others, sitting at the table, are we really serving God? Because Jesus did both. He both sat at the table and he served. Our service must flow out of our relationship with God. It must flow out of our relationship with one another. Our service must even flow out of our marriages. What do our marriages look like? Our service must flow out of our marriages. Our service must flow out of our friendships. Our service must flow out of our relationships at sitting at the table. And the flip side of that, if we are not serving God, if we are not carrying the ministry of reconciliation, if we're not doing anything with the assignment that God has given us, are we really sitting at the table? Because Jesus did both. He both sat at the table and he served. You know, in my home, I fight, and Jacob might argue with this, but I fight the good fight for our family to sit at the table all together and eat dinner. And it's a fight, I tell you. But there's something special about a family sitting around the table. Not everyone wants to. But I fight the good fight because there is something special about a family sitting around the table and having a meal together. There's something special about that, something special. But you know what else I fight the good fight about? That everyone helps clean up. That nobody sneaks off to the toilet when it's time to clean up. Who's not here? Who's gone to the toilet? <laughs> Fighting the good, big, both sitting at the table and serving. It's important that we both sit at the table and serve. There's something, it starts within our own family, right? It has to start within our, our own family. It flows into our church and then it flows out into the community absolutely key starts within our family within our marriages within our friendships within our relationships around the table connecting engaging fellowshipping service flows out of that into our church at the table service table service and into our community that was the first point Jesus both sat at the table and served point number two you still with me you ready Jesus served and led by example. And we saw that with the washing of the disciples' feet, didn't we? And he said, he said, follow my example. He, wasn't he didn't say one thing and do another. 
He wasn't, he wasn't sort of, don't do, do what I say, don't do what I do. And we know people like that, right? We know people like that. Don't do what I say, don't, don't, do what, don't do what I say. Do what I say, don't do what I do. Is that it? That's it, right? Do what I say, don't do what I do. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 3 says this, Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you'll receive a crown of never-ending glory and honour. And so as parents and leaders, we are called to lead by example. And we're all leaders in some, some sphere, aren't we? Whether it's in your workplace, at home, with your children, as parents, wherever it may be, we're all leaders somewhere. As Christians, we are called to lead. If, if, even if you're just a Jesus follower, you're a leader. As Christians, we are called to lead by exa- example. You know, you'll see Jacob still on the setup team, even if there's enough people leading by example. Leading by example. You'll see us with the pack down team, last to leave with the pack down team, unless we're over at a meeting. Leading by example. Matthew chapter 20 verse 25, Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I mean, you're talking about Jesus, the saviour of the world. He could have expected to be served, right? In his own right, if you think about it. Yet he came to serve. He came to serve. You know, there's nothing worse than pretending to be one thing when you're something else entirely. Nothing worse. And I understand we're all on a journey and none of us have arrived. You know, they say the greatest gospel ever preached sometimes is the one without words. The greatest gospel ever preached is the one without words. It's just live your life and be an example. How awesome is that? Just live your life and be an example. And remember why you do what you do. Not for promotion, not for kudos, not for look at me, I'm so amazing, but just simply because you love God and love others. That simple. Simply because God has called you and you're being obedient to that call. You're saying, yes, God. Our motive is love. And I love this scripture in the Passion Bible and I just want to read it to you. It says this, just thinking about the reason why we serve God. And if you just listen to the words of this scripture, it says this, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honour. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offence. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. 
Love is a place of shelter for it never stops believing the best of others and love never takes failure as a defeat for it never gives up. That's our motive in serving others. I find some of those parts of that scripture challenging. Point number three, Jesus served God by serving others. Jesus served God by serving others. So Jesus demonstrated this throughout his time uh, on, 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 on this earth. We saw it with the washing of the disciples' feet and he spoke about it in a parable that he told in Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. It says this, Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did you ever see... Uh, When did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you're doing it to me. So when we serve others, we are serving Jesus Christ himself. If you think about that for a moment, it's pretty awesome. I want to show us a picture. I'm going to read a piece of scripture and I want to show us a picture of what serving others can look like or does look like, particularly in God's house. And it's in Luke chapter 5, verse 18. It says this, Some men carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat, they tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles and then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus these guys didn't let anything stop them from getting this man to Jesus nothing you think about that for a moment they couldn't get to Jesus because the crowd they didn't just give up and walk away saying too busy I'll come back another day they climbed on top of the roof removed tiles and lowered the guy down can you imagine if I'm Jesus and, and he gets lowered from the roof? Gets lowered right in front of Jesus. These guys didn't allow anything, no obstacle to stop them from helping this man encounter Jesus. They didn't allow anything. They served this man. They served this man with everything they had. They didn't let anything stop them. They removed every obstacle there was to get this man to Jesus. You know, when we serve in God's house, when we serve in God's house, that's what we're doing for others. If you think about that for a moment, when we serve in God's house, that's what we're doing for others. People may not be paralyzed physically, but spiritually people are paralyzed. Spiritually people are paralyzed because they need Jesus. Spiritually, people are paralyzed because they need Jesus. And so we do everything we can to bring people to Jesus. And that includes removing people's excuses as well, right? We remove every obstacle that we can. We remove everything, every obstacle we can to bring people to Jesus so that people can encounter Jesus. And I just want to encourage every volunteer here this morning including our youth it's important um, that you guys know those that serve here including our youth from our setup to our kids ministry to our catering that this is what you guys are doing for others 
that this is exactly what you guys are doing for others, whether you're setting up chairs or preparing uh, the catering at the back there or serving over in our kids' ministry, that you are bringing people to Jesus. That's what exactly what you are doing. That people that are, are, are paralysed spiritually, whether they don't know Jesus or even if they do know Jesus, there's some area within them that needs to know more of Jesus because we all need to know more of Jesus, right? I need someone to place me right in front of Jesus. And so don't underestimate what you're doing for God's kingdom. Don't underestimate what you're doing for God's kingdom. You're carrying the message of reconciliation. If you're on the worship team, the service host team, whatever it is that you're doing, when you feel like giving up, you have to get up too early. I think the setup crew start here at 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m. You're setting up to place people in front of Jesus, to place people right in front of Jesus. And God sees that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 says this, Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay or straw, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burnt up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. What does that mean? It means make sure in all your service to, to, to people or to God, Make sure you're giving people Jesus. That's what that means. Make sure you are giving people Jesus. Make sure the foundation is Jesus. 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, which is Jesus Christ. That's what we have to be giving to people in our service. It has to be Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, um, when I didn't know Jesus, I searched for many years. I didn't understand why I was on this earth. I was just like, I, I could not understand why we're all here. I'm like, what on earth are we all here for? What's my purpose? What's what? What on earth are we here for? And and we don't we you don't really understand why you're here until you meet Jesus. You don't understand what your purpose, what your mission. Uh, what your gifts and talents are really, what God's called you to until you enter into that personal relationship with Jesus and begin that journey and he begins to unfold it to you and begin to say yes and you step into your call and you start to follow him. And so it wasn't until I made a commitment to Jesus and I began to say yes to him that my purpose in him began to unfold. But the first step is accepting Jesus into your heart. That's the first step. And so I want to give an opportunity, if there's anybody in the building or anyone online, an opportunity to take that first step and accept Jesus Christ into your heart. John chapter 10 verse 9 says this, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. And I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's that abundant life that Jesus promises us. Amen. Why don't you close your eyes and we're just going to...
give people an opportunity if you've never prayed that prayer before. It's a simple prayer and it's the first step. to walking with God, understanding your purpose, your mission in life, beginning a relationship with Jesus. If you follow after me, church, if you pray after me, and if you're praying this for the very first time, if you just believe it with all your heart and online as well, God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive my sins. Wash me clean. Today I choose to live for you. I make you my Lord and Saviour. And I say yes to your assignment. In Jesus' name just with every head bowed. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, if you just slip your hand up in the air, just to acknowledge that you prayed that prayer for the first time and just so we can come alongside you, get some resources to you, pray with you. Even if you made a recommitment today and anyone online as well would love to... um, get some resources to you as well. I'm just going to pray for the rest of us. God, I thank you for every single person here, Father God. I thank you that we each have a calling in you, Father God. I thank you that you have equipped each of us for what you have called us to, Lord God. I thank you that we get to partner with you, Father, to share the gospel, Lord, to those around us, Lord God. I thank you that we each have a purpose, a mission, a calling upon this earth, Lord God, that we partner with you, Father. And I pray today that we take one step further this day into all that you have for us, Lord God. We say yes to our next step in you, Lord God. We say yes to our next step in you, Father. I pray for blessings and encouragement and strength over every single person today, Lord God. Have your way in our lives, Lord, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Fantastic. We're just going to worship a little bit longer this morning. Why don't you stand to your feet and let's do some business with God, hey? Amen. Which gave me life, grace flowing from his side, no greater sacrifice. What is done? What is done? All the glory and the honor to the Son, my sins are forgiven, my future is heaven. I praise God for what is done. 
sing for the freedom he has won even death is dead and done his life is overcome speak say the name above all names over every broken place he is risen from the what he's done, what he's done, all the glory and the honor to the Son, my sins are forgiven, my future is heaven, I praise God for what he's we do Lord we praise you for what you've done we praise you for what you've done we praise you Lord for who you are thank you for your word today Lord thank you for this this ministry Lord that we've received in Jesus name Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Mel, for that uplifting and challenging message. I think we can we can we can thank God for this wonderful ministry. Let's just uh, put our hands together. Praise the Lord. Yes, yes. Fantastic. Well, we've come to the end of our, our service today. <clears throat> and we do pray, we do hope that uh, the message is going to be, to be taken and applied. Because when we, when, we serve, when we serve God and serve others, 
We're basically removing obstacles so that people would encounter. So everything that happens in this house and out there is an integral part of who we are and who God has called us to. You know, every, every course has an objective. And so what's the objective of a message like this? Well, to encourage those that are serving and those that haven't yet put their hands to the plow to, to consider, to consider. At the end of the day, every single person is called to serve. Because uh, our calling is to do what? To connect, to grow, and to, to make a difference. Well, there is um, uh, uh, good food. There's good food. I can smell it. There's good food in that in that in that the corner there. There's teas and coffees. Let's hang around. Let fellowship continue. You know, invite somebody for lunch. Connect with them during the week. God bless you. Shalom. Shalom. For our visitors, uh, would love to connect with you. Please don't just zoom out. Would love to connect with you if you filled in this uh, that little welcome card. We want to connect with you and engage. Thank you. God bless.